This is Opposite Attractions, Season 3, Episode 2, Building a Building, The Challenge, Design and Anchor Attraction. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the world-famous Opposite Attractions podcast. I will be your skipper for the evening, Scotty Moore, joined, as always, by my skipper-in-training, Mr. Jim Murphy. I I was actually named after the famous explorer, Dr. Albert Jim Murphy. (laughs) You do not want to see the backside of me, but uh, Patreon, I guess. Yes, patreon.com slash a load of BS. Go right ahead. That's what you get as soon as you sign up as a postcard of the behind the gym. Um, so it's about as flat as that waterfall. Let's be honest. <laughs> and somewhat as moist. Oh God! It's, oh, it's, you didn't it, have to add that part, Jim. You it's did. sweaty in here. I'm sweaty. Mm-hmm. Man, Jim, you're making like Maleficent for this episode because you are on fire, dude. I saw all I saw was like. Because I get these news updates underneath my Google, and at one point it was just like, a parade float catches on flyer. And I was like, oh, ah, ha, ha, some parade somewhere got fucked up. But then above it, it says, recommended because you enjoy Disney? And I went, no. It was it, it, it was somewhere else, but it, you like Disney, and so you were it, they wanted, you wanted to laugh at their pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, the minute I read Dragon Float Catches on Fire, I was just like, ha, ha, you dumbasses. Then I saw Disney. I was like, Maleficent, no. Uh-oh. I knew immediately what happened. That was a very bad bad problem yeah yeah did they say what happened uh no all they've done is replace that with like rapunzel what well, <laughs> until she catches on fire yeah don't put her hair near any of the any any of the like the uh, machinery that is kind of the most annoying thing about rapunzel is the fact that for 50 yards behind her it's still just her hair going it's caught in well, the wheel it has to be the uh the tower is seventy feet tall, so it has to be at least like almost seventy feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say even longer. That hair is magical of that girl. Although to be honest, when she cut it and get that nice little brown pixie cut, I'm like, oh girl, you don't need no magic no more. This is all you need. This is the magic of my heart. <laughs> mm. So yeah, that's always fun. That that's one of those times that I miss being between that and Dwayne the Rock Johnson getting on the Jungle Cruise. It's times I miss being able to go to Disney every day so I could just keep enduring shit like this. I'm trying to think if anything crazy happened like when I was when I've been down there. I don't think so. They did have to I think they said they had to evacuate Liberty Square because all the smoke blew over there. Oh no! But yeah, like the I mean, I I got to see the last show of Wishes. That's yeah, that was probably a year the, ago. That's probably Saturday. the coolest thing. I think that was a year ago Saturday. Yeah, fair. You know what? Good fucking riddance, because good God, happily ever after makes me cry like a little baby. There's some pop song that starts. It doesn't start out anything like happily ever after, but for some reason, every time I hear it, I'm thinking, "Ooh, happily ever after." <laughs> like, no, wait, that's not. Why is this on XM? Now there was a. Oh God, what song is it? 
there is some song that has come out recently, and I swear to God, I can't remember what it is now, but okay. the beat of it is is Digatana got a Digatana from Lion King one and a half. I I don't think I've ever seen one and a half. What? It's the yeah. best Lion King movie. It probably is. It's uh, it's literally Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, but yes. with Timon. I know enough. Of, I know that. <laughs> But no, it's uh, I don't know why Disney can only produce dope ass songs about digging. Because firstly, <laughs> dig it up dim holes, dig it from holes. That was dope. And then you've got dig a ton, I gotta dig a ton. Digging in Dinoland from Dinoland USA and Animal Kingdom. Yeah, see, dude, That's like pretty good Disney song. Disney got it's like Jim Carrey. If you, you see Jim Carrey in something green, you know he's gonna kill it. If you see <laughs> Disney making a song about digging they're gonna get it oh Oh, that's hilarious yeah yeah yeah. man i'm up so like i said before the show we're contemplating instead of taking like a big disney trip taking a weekend trip but instead going to disneyland party because uh and i want to use that and so uh i kind of want to go but i looked and i'm mad because they don't have their haunted mansion. Instead, they have like Mystic Manor or Dude, some no, shit. No, no. Disneyland Paris's uh, mansion is called Phantom Manor and it is fucking balls out spooky as shit. Wait, really? Because I know I've yeah, seen. Yeah, it I've... is like. It is legit kind of frightening. Like, there yeah. is no real humor in that son bitch at all. Because <laughs> I know. Like, I've you seen... go to hell in that ride. Wait, like, really? Like, basically, you go. Because it's in Frontierland, because because apparently French people love the old West, the American old West. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparent, so there's there's Thunder Mesa. Yeah. And you go, and and so the Thunder Mesa thing is tied into the mansion mm-hmm. of like I think the storyline is that a woman wanted to get married, and I think after she was gonna get married, she was gonna like leave, and so her dad like murdered the husband without her knowledge and like she didn't know what was going on so she like locked herself in the house and like like and she died too or something but like basically the dad is like the phantom oh and okay. he was originally supposed to be voiced by vincent price oh god but no. then they replaced all the audio with french audio so the only thing that's left of vincent price is his laugh which is all over the damn ride oh no fuck that and at one point instead of like okay so in florida and in california you go out through the window and then you like go down outside in this one i'm pretty sure you go outside and then you go down into a grave and under the ground into the underworld <laughs> okay it's pretty and then it's like you're looking at like thunder mesa but it's like hell it's, it's, it's the, like it's hell. the upside yeah. down we're yeah, in the upside basically. down now it um, is a spooky jesus ride. i know because i know i saw i've seen mystic manor which is the i think that's tokyo disneyland that isn't is it tokyo yes and that one's just like a fun little monkey yeah, just being amazing. like what's up let me fuck some shit up for a while Meanwhile, I really I've watched a video of that and the the way they do the opening scene where like the magic happens. I still cannot figure out how the fuck they do that. Everything in Tokyo Disneyland, because I know we've talked about it on the show or or did we talk about it on the show in the uh, Disneyland Tokyo Disneyland Pirates of the Caribbean? 
Oh yeah, the skeleton. Or the or that damn yeah, well, skeleton remember, just turned. Remember, it's like uh, I, the company that owned it. I don't think they technically own it now. I th- or actually, no, wait, they still do. Disney Disney didn't technically own Paris, but they recently like bought all the stock or whatever. So now they they are majority owners. Yeah. But in Tokyo, they don't. And Tokyo, they're just like. The, the company, like the Oriental Land Company, is just like, we have tons of money. Here, make us a ride. And they're like, okay, tons of money. Sweet. And then they make something that they would never put in the U.S. because they can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I told you about, I think it was, uh, it was during my orientation for Universal when I worked there at first. And they were talking about something, like they were just talking about new attractions coming. Stuff that I couldn't talk about at the time, but I can now. Super Mario World. Um, but... At one point, someone just goes, oh, yeah, I heard something about, like, them putting in some Dragon Ball Z stuff. And I I immediately was just like, hold on, everyone else shut the fuck up. I need you to talk again. What did you just say? And he's just like, yeah, they're supposed to do, like, a Dragon Ball Z attraction. And they're like, oh, no, no, that's only going to be in Japan. I'm like, okay, cool, we'll take us to Japan. That's where I'm working now. (laughs) Because apparently they had, like, these summer, summer of anime so they would have attractions based on Dragon Ball Z, and then I think they had the Attack on Titan Titans, but just, like, throughout the park so you could pose with them. When you when you go, if you, if you decide to go to Florida and not France, um, in China, in the China Pavilion at Epcot, in the middle, like, they have a whole thing about Shanghai. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's still there. That is a fucking awesome Oh, yeah, yeah, display. I know what you're talking about. And yeah, then they have, and then in Japan has the kawaii, I think, still. Oh, yeah. Like, the cute plushies. It's, oh, my God. I'm, I feel like, like, I'm, like, I'm in my mid-30s. I'm, like, he is so awesome. Look at this. Meanwhile, my version is every time I see one of those Dragon Ball Z scouters, I'm, like, I want it. <laughs> I never buy it, but I that's want where, that's it. Where they would have take, that's where they would have taken you if you said you wanted to go to Japan. They would have just taken you to Epcot yeah, and yeah, drop yeah. you in the Japan Pavilion. And I'm just, like, awesome. I'm about to eat so much damn nasty candy. It's the best. Um, what was it? I was about to say something about, I think, Epcot or China or... Uh, no, no, no. It was about the fact that I am still going back to Orlando. I'm just not going on a big trip. Me and Blake are going to see uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling in June in Orlando. And we're definitely uh, going to utilize the fact that we know some people down there. My um, I don't know when, but one of my uh, co-workers is going down to... I'm assuming they're going to Universal at least one day, but he they did say he did tell me that they're going to Animal Kingdom, and he's never been as far as I know he's never been to a Disney theme park. Oh no! Um, but he's going to Animal Kingdom, and I said, well, here's the deal: just when you look at the weather, and it, they tell you that it's going to be 90 degrees, it's actually going to be 110. At Disney. Yeah, yeah. Take the temperature that it is normally, multiply <laughs> that by three. No. And then I, and then he, I said. I said, are you going to try to ride Flight of Passage? And he said, that's the only reason we're going. And I said, get there at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, good luck, my dude. I said, and enjoy your five-hour line. I said, yes, the queue is amazing. It's wonderful in there. But it's five goddamn hours on a good day. All right, so Jim Murphy, this is a podcast where we delay the inevitable, which is where we have to do what we actually do this show for. Which is to build our own theme park because we're the only ones who know how to do it, and we. Oh, 
that's what reminds me. Uh, I was watching BattleBots on the Science Channel. Yep. And uh, they did some match, and they mentioned that one of the guys bots, the one of the one of the bots, the guy that's running it, was a former Imagineer, mm-hmm. and his bot got set on fire and died. Oh no! What was the bot's name? Maleficent. The the bot's name was Mecha Rampage, I think. That's a dope ass name, actually. I think I'm gonna put it in my part. Um, but yeah, we we've gotten a bit lazy with the third season. There's no themes or concept. It's just let us run fucking wild. On you a have sm- a theme, and your theme is that it's a bunch of dicks connected by uh, your uh, intellectual property. My theme is cocaine. Um, I'm working on my theme of, like, the history bit of it. Yeah. Because I'm thinking if I'm going to be like the Walt Disney of this, and you're going to be like the uh, Norman Bates. (laughs) Okay. A few days ago, you said Willy Wonka. And then you called yourself a psychopath, so I had to change it up. Hey, Willy Wonka's a psychopath, man. Come on. So, uh, I'm thinking... Uh, that I would have to be, I would have to have some presence. If like, because like you would have a presence on your side, I'd have to have a presence on. I'm thinking that I would have to wear an all white suit with powder blue trim. Oh, okay. And maybe a top hat. I don't know yet. I thought you were going to use this to lead into the fact that your attraction is a giant, like you know the robots, the giant robot dinosaur they used to crush. <laughs> Except it's you <laughs> instead. So it's a giant Jim Murphy that crushes cars at 6.30 p.m. every night. Um, But since I didn't really... Since you had kind of a layout thing last mm. week kind of figured out, I was thinking of that. I'm thinking my side of the park is going to be, like, circular. Like, just a circular path. Yeah. Like a world showcase sort of path. I don't think there's going to be that much water. I mean, if we do like a water ride and I can throw some water around it, that's cool, whatever. Yeah. But I'm thinking the middle of the area, like, like just imagine like a wheel. And so like the inner part of the wheel would be like shopping, dining, etc. Yeah, yeah. And also some other little, uh, like, because I want to do that whole, like, I'm doing that like uh, theme park, amusement park history sort of a deal. Yeah. So there, there might be some like little things in there for that, but um, I'm not. I'm. Or let's see, how am I gonna go about this? I'm not gonna count this as an attraction. Okay. But I'm thinking, like the so then the outside edge would be all like the show buildings, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking I want to connect them with a people mover Tomorrowland Transit Authority style system. Okay. Except that. At each building, you can actually get off and and walk around and then get back. Like, there would be stuff on, like, a second floor of, like, the queue. Oh, okay, so, that's cool. So, like, the queue's the first floor. I mean, there's some other stuff, and I'll get into that when I get to my attraction. But, like, the... the but then the second floor would have, like, it would be, like, you could actually maybe see into the rides from up there. Oh, okay. Like, or at least parts of the... Like, maybe there'd be some part of the ride where you could actually see, like, what's going on. Kind of like how when you ride, like, the train, you can see, uh, like, Splash Mountain, or when you're on the TTA, you can see Buzz Lightyear, or whatever. Um, but I, th- th- I want to put... So, <laughs> okay, this is crazy. Every... Have you ever... Did you ever go into 
one man's dream at Hollywood Studios. I did once because we really wanted to watch the documentary, but instead it was in fact a trailer for the next uh, fucking uh, Alice in Wonderland movie. So we're like, we're good. Originally, when you went in there, when you got to the middle, there's like there's like a doorway you go through, like halfway through, like when you yeah. make the turn. Originally, those doors were always shut, and then like every so often they would open up, and you could go in, and then they would shut again. And it was kind of like a guest flow thing, like keep a certain number of people in each side. Yeah. So I'm thinking uh, my queue would basically be split into two. One would be like queue for the ride right here. And it would be fairly large queues. I don't want to say as large as like under the sea or like, yeah, under the sea with Nemo and friends. Yeah. Because that is a long fucking queue for no reason. It really is. My granted, goodness. granted the first time I wrote it, the line was all the way back to the first room. Yeah. After they reopened, like I went like right after that fucker reopened and that was such a long damn line. But now you go in and it's like, you literally feel like you're swimming. Yeah. <laughs> just keep so, swimming. That's what they should play in that queue line. It's just Tori saying, just keep swimming. So I'm thinking that would be part of the queue, but I'm thinking there would actually be a second queue that would be like an exhibit for whatever the attraction is. Oh, okay. Like, but it would be, and it would be a thing where you could go into that side and you could go through it and you could exit out the other end. But if you wanted, you could go through that part and then go into the queue of the ride and you would actually be ahead of the people that went in at the end, but not like so far ahead of them that it would make sense to go through the. Why not make the, it like a fast pass thing where like you all instead it's in a brain pass yeah, I'm saying you, you can go in there and you can just, like, if it's not a ride you really want to ride, you can just leave. Like, it would be like, like kind of like a chicken exit sort of a thing. Yeah. But if you go through it, you would actually be closer to the front. But like I said, like, it wouldn't be advantageous at, like, rope drop to run through the exhibit and then go in the line. Like, it would still be faster if the line was empty to go the other way. Oh, okay. Cause I, so I think there would be some sort of a break in the middle of all the exhibits to like stop people from like just running straight through yeah it, it would be it would be a big enough exhibit where the whole idea would be to slow down and take it easy mm -hmm. so all that right. was that's what i'm thinking as far as like layout of each attraction like every attraction would have something like that i'd have to think about exactly what they would have okay. in them i didn't really think about that for this week all right so your attraction is well, we were doing like our anchor attractions, right? Yeah, this is our this is the fully encompass and my mine is a fully encompassing idea of who I am as a human being. So it's a mound of cocaine. It yeah. looks like Space Mountain from a distance, but then you get up and it's just cocaine. It's just a hundred and eighty feet tall. Yeah. Um, so I I had to think like I I feel I just had to go with a roller coaster. Because if I'm doing, like, the history of theme park rides, and, that, like, I'm trying... That, that is the main one. Yeah, that's the main one. So I had to do a roller coaster. Um, it's called the Golden Coaster. Just for no reason, really. Except I had to come up with a name. It's a good name. Because I was thinking of, like, the Gold Coast or the Golden Coast, which I think is in uh, uh, Africa or... Yeah. Florida or California. I think there's, if you look at uh, Wikipedia, there's like 20 different Gold Coasts. Um, it would be indoor-outdoor. 
mostly indoor. Uh, I don't really know what it would entail except just being like a roller coaster. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there would be any like theme. I think the theme would be like there would be a, like there would be a bunch of different elements, and the idea would be that it would like take you through each element of a roller coaster, like over the course of the ride. Like it wouldn't be the same crap over and over. I would say you could almost pull a test track where you're designing your own roller coaster, but not really. Like you're designing your own roller coaster cart, and then you could be like. Now it's going to test how you work during a loop. Now during an inversion. Now during a drop. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I had something like that, but it was more for, like, the secondary part of the attraction. Because I love, like, like okay, I'm not going to say I love Cyberspace Mountain as a thing to, like, want to ride. But I like Cyberspace Mountain as a... As a concept. As a concept. So I thought that would be where the, like, design... Like, there would have to be, like, a design-your-own like roller coaster thing in there somewhere yeah uh, i'm also thinking we i uh, could do a uh like a vr ar type of situation like with goggles like kraken okay sea world and um like i said I, I feel like i would what the outside part i think i would put in the back like you couldn't see it from the front like it'd be a fairly large building yeah but like you wouldn't know that it went outside i mean you maybe you could hear people yelling or whatever but you wouldn't actually see the outside part i don't think i'd have it like go around the front like test track does oh, that might yeah. be a little hard on a roller coaster <laughs> okay I, I the test track idea is good though like as far as like i got the cuts i'm the you the steak i'm the sizzle baby that's what you need okay so i mean do you have anything else about i'm yours? i'm looking um go through them damn notes I, I think because I, I had an idea and if it was if it was what's the word if it was technologically possible I would actually say that when you left the ride if you wanted to try see something new in the ride you could like write it on a card and if they got enough things that they would actually go in and like bulldoze part of the coaster out and put in something new but the but the the technological problems with that yeah, are sure. so fucking high that it's impossible. So I backed off of that. Yeah. All right. Well, going into mine, uh, as I did say last week, in the middle of all of my stuff is in fact a big fucking lake. Um, which, by the way, the other day I got bored and I have started to make my theme park in Minecraft. Uh, which might be the least cool sentence I've ever said in my fucking life. But maybe one day all of this will exist in Minecraft. So, uh, th I wanted something to really encapsulate, like, the fantastical ideas that this world's gonna create. Like, make it a real fun kind of kitty ride. Also, I realized we did discuss how Ratfink is our mascot, but I think he's more of a Noid-esque mascot. <laughs> <laughs> where he's trying to fuck shit up all the time. So, this one is called The Secrets of the Unicorn. Um, it has a zero drink minimum, because this is going to be assumedly what a lot of people start with. This is going to be your first ride of the day, so I want it zero drink minimum, that way you're fine. Also, I want you to be at zero drinks because of something that happens at the end of the ride. <laughs> so... 
essentially what this one is is you go on you walk to the center of the lake and there's like this diving bell kind of thing that you get in and an elevator brings you down into a mine that's got like all these beautiful gems in the wall um and <laughs> help i'm in the wall yeah and so um all all over the walls and it's kind of like seven dwarves mine train when you get to like the shiny diamond section and you're like this is really pretty it's like that <laughs> but everywhere and also you see like these uh big like structures made of uh you know natural formations i say that and it takes you into the underbelly of my world which i've now la- named scotland um which i totally original name that i've not stolen from any country and essentially, you're on a quest to find the cave of the mystical unicorn, the precious animal, mythical creature, the official animal of Scotland and Scotland. Um, and so you see these big structures, natural formations, but then the lights cut and you go on a Pirates of the Caribbean-esque drop into the world of the rat fink. <laughs> this nasty ass green rat. Who wants to use us. So in the cart, he's using us as bait to try to attract the unicorn. Because we know the unicorn and its beautiful majesty would never allow anything bad to happen to these people who are in its in its like lands. So the unicorn's going to come to save us. And the rat thing's going to use that the opportunity to kill it and eat it. This is a kid's ride, by the way. So... But then, all of a sudden, the unicorn shows up, and the rat fink is like, oh, it's dinner time now, baby. But the, the rat fink does not realize how bigger the unicorn is than he, and the <laughs> unicorn just runs him through with his horn and kills him, which uh, is weird when you see him walking around the park later in the day. You're like, wait, didn't you get stabbed? I got better. I don't know. You're the one that says Winnie the Pooh dies at Winnie the Pooh. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what happens. We're just going to say Ratfink took a nice long nap with a unicorn scar in his belly. <laughs> and he so, could do that, like, on the, like, he could be wearing, like, a belly shirt and have, like, the scar across his yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah, So, um, then the unicorn, like, turns and he hooks, like, a cable to you. And he uses that to pull you up to the main this is kind of like on spaceship earth how you have like you've got like that area you go into at the end where it's got all the cool technological things except this is the lair of the unicorn so it's got like cool gemstones you can go mining for gemstones in this area there are like musical games you can play with the gems like make use them to make notes and stuff like that it's oh fuck there's a bug Bug! No, what the fuck? Okay. Sorry about that. Anyways. <laughs> this bug just pimped up like, this is a real good idea. I like it. <laughs> and so, uh, now, here's the thing. The, you, you, you're going to have two exits on both ends that will lead you back up to the edge of the pond that you just exit. So that's how you get out. But, for the grown-ups in the audience... There's a fourth place you can go, <laughs> and it's called the Watering Hole, which is where, um, I don't know, do you listen to Schmanners, the, tra- um, the Travis no. McElroy joint? No, I should, though. Well, they were discussing alcoholism, 
and the, like the history of like mixed drinks and stuff and they talked about this guy can't remember much of the story but all i remember is the fact that he made the world's largest cocktail by taking a drinking fountain like not a drinking fountain like a normal fountain filling it with rum and like all of these mixers and had like dudes in boats canoeing across it to like get the drinks for people and they had to swap out like every 15 minutes because the fumes were making them pass out and welcome welcome to zima lake and i thought i need that for my park and that's why when you go into the watering hole there are going to be like two normal bars set up but also a giant lake of what i like to call cave water <laughs> and, and uh it consists of rum blue curacao pineapple juice and coconut liqueur it's literally just a blue hawaiian and that's it but i don't give a damn uh so that's the new drink that that's the official drink of the secret of the unicorn is cave water um so yeah jim that's the secrets of the josh damned unicorn and that's my ride. And I've already started to build this in Minecraft, including a lengthy amount of time trying to figure out how to fill a cave with alcohol. Um, I think your uh, your main lake should just be named the letter B. It's just B Lake. Yeah, it's Lake. It's this is the B Lake. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's de- it's definitely called B Lake with the secrets of the unicorn. Yeah, on the you inside. could uh, you could um, uh, you could have a ride that takes place in a tannery and put that on the shore. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, we're not the same person, Jim. Damn it. <laughs> um, so he's yeah. gonna be there. He's gonna be a walk around character. He's gonna have a unicorn scar in his chest, but that's from a completely separate incident. Yeah, yeah, from the rat fink. Um, no, he's got a stab wound from Ratfink. Every character has a different stab wound from Ratfink. <laughs> Alright, so, so Jim Murphy, we've got our first ride. We've got that started. Also, uh, joining us in the chat, Salty Frank, the official first mate of the BS. What's up, buddy? Um, so we've got our, our main attraction, but I want a ride for next week. That is totally not delaying because I didn't think of this beforehand. As kitty as possible. As children-ish as possible. I want you to only appeal to kids, but also in the same way that Adventure Time appeals to kids. So it's got to be fucking weird. A weird kitty ride. Uh, I, I have a, I have an idea for you. I think that your cues for any, any ride that has more than a one drink minimum should have a bar in the queue. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's like, the opposite like, of a normal ride where it's like, sir, you can't bring this on this ride. It's like a, like, sir, you have to bring this on this ride. No, I'm saying, you know how in the old Toy Story Mania, how like, uh, Potato Head was it the thing? Like you go up and there's a part where it splits and one half's a bar and one half's the rest of the ride. The line. You know you can genuinely... There is one queue line that you can buy alcohol in. And it's in Universal Studios. And it's when you're trying to board the Hogwarts Express. 
there in the middle of the queue line is a tiny like shop to make it seem like you're actually in King's Cross Station. So you can buy like English treats, but you can also buy beer. And I'm like, holy shit, this is the best queue of all time. Dude, did, did you did you hear that they're trying to make it so that the there's potential that the monorail could have like the Hogwarts Express like outside the window shit happens stuff? Don't, no, I don't want that. Because I like looking to the outside, because that way if my death occurs, I'll at least know it's coming. I'll be like, like we're I, leaning a little bit apparently, far. Apparently in the test footage, it was like Iron Man flying past your window. Nah, dude, I don't need type that. Type of stuff. I don't need that, because the minute I like it, something flies into the car on the screen, but then it actually registers, is the minute I'm like, I'm never riding the monorail again. Only taking the ferry everywhere now, boys. Dude, and the last, like, three times I've gone, two or three times I've gone, like, a year, like, a year apart, it's like, every day you go to the Magic Kingdom, it's like, oh, sorry, ferry's the only thing open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had another door come open, something caught fire. So. Alright, so Jim Murphy, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, I am on uh, Twitter, at apparently smart and, uh, I will be there pointing out some of my favorite uh, uh, plants in the jungle. That's right. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy all my books on Amazon. The Queasel Corp trilogy is finally complete, so go buy all three of those. I worked for three years on it, so you might as well reward me, you piece of shit. That's not how you – that's not how you – advertises it and then of course bs versus the gods the, sh the book where me and blake fight off grecian gods and i think jim had a cameo in it i can't remember oh yeah i did put jim in that book at one point uh and then <laughs> and then of course ladies and gentlemen make sure to support this show and all the other bs network products like a load of bs and fight boys over on patreon.com slash a load of bs it's what helps us keep the shows going it's actually what helps us create new shows like our brand new show that's coming out next tuesday hopefully we haven't gotten anything recorded yet but hopefully it'll be out for you guys then and then of course make say sure what the name of it is no i don't okay. want to it's a surprise i don't want to advertise it's a surprise jim murphy and then of course make sure to uh, check out all of the older seasons of opposite attractions where we built vista our uh, interactive streaming theme park, and of course, our superhero theme park, Apex. Check all that out on opposite-attractions.com. And remember, you can find Jim and me on Twitter at op-at-show. That's spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W-R-U-Down with O-P-P.